We've made it midweek. It is Wednesday. Eric Carpenter here. This is KCVL, KCRK. A red flag warning in effect runs till 10 tonight. We're talking about winds gusting to 30 miles per hour, possible this afternoon. Relative humidity dropping down to around 10 to 20 percent. Temperatures up to the low 90s. Red flag warnings mean critical fire weather conditions. Strong winds, low relative humidity, warm temperatures contributing to extreme fire behaviors. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. Yesterday afternoon, a fire reported was growing fairly quickly. It was 20 acres at the time. That's when a evacuation order was issued for the 1750 Oren Rice Road area and the Day Road area. The county was telling people to leave immediately because of that fire. Well, the evacuation zone was fairly quickly expanded to include Pleasant Valley Road north of Day Road. Residents urged to leave that area immediately. The fire... Well, it appears that it is around 50 acres. Luckily, we did not have heavy winds at the time, but uh, that uh, fire uh, first reported at around 20 acres this morning, looking around 50 acres on that fire near Rice off of the Oren Rice Road. The Seven Bays Fire, that about 15 miles northwest of Davenport, a fire that started on Sunday, burning about a 1,000 acres of scattered forest lands and range land. They do have some evacuations in that area. Level 3, also some level 2 evacuation orders. Temporary closure of the Miles Creston Road during the day. The Rheinbold and Mule Ranch Road opened to local traffic only. Firefighters constructing containment lines, reinforcing existing lines. The um, real concern there for that uh, Seven Bays fire is uh, the dry red flag warning. If we get the dry and weather and the winds, their concern is for this evening. A fire weather watch there that they've been constructing containment lines on that fire. 
Reimagined Home is Colville's one-stop shop for flooring, countertops, blinds, tile, and home decor. Everything you need to turn your house into your dream home. The experienced team at Reimagined Home offer expert design services, complimentary measurements and quotes, and professional installation. Also, it's the only place in town you can get chalk paint by Annie Sloan, the one and only true chalk paint. Stop in and meet the team at Reimagined Home at 108 South Main Street in historic downtown Colville, or call 509-684-4673. Well, quite a bit of expansion over in North Ponderay County, the Thor Fire, that about five miles east of Sullivan Lake in heavy timber and steep terrain. This fire has been going, it was lightning caused August 13th. Well, they have assigned more personnel to the Thor Fire, now pegged at 800 acres. For the first week, week and a half, that fire just stayed at about 100 acres, then expanded to 180 acres. Well, now it is continuing to burn in areas with moderate fire activity, not posing a threat to any values at risk. But it has been turned over to the Northeast Interagency Incident Management Team Type 3. Team 2 is in place, and they will be handling that Thor fire. Also, there are two smaller fires right in that area. The Type 3 team will also manage and take action as needed. All of these fires have very limited access. They are primarily aerial reconnaissance, and the focus over the next few days is to patrol the containment lines on the Thor fire that were put in place over the last three weeks. They'll be shoring up roads, using heavy equipment to clear brush and trees. They want a better containment line, and then air reef sources as available will assist with fire control if needed. A lot of smoke being seen in the Ione, Medellin, Medellin Falls, also the Sullivan Lake and Priest Lake area from that Thor fire. Also, the Slate Fire, same general area, that now at about 100 Acres. They are still determining uh, their strategies on that fire. Again, that fire is in a rural area and access very difficult. You know what I really like best about Saunders Furniture? Saunders lets you buy off the floor. If you see what you like, you could take it home tonight. In fact, Saunders Outlet is stocked with Ashley Furniture. And I love watching customers come in, point to what they want, we wrap it up and load it out. It's so simple. Delivery is available. Check out Saunders Furniture and Saunders Outlet for your instant gratification. Well, we're past Labor Day. People are starting to think getting ready for the deer seasons. The Department of Fish and Wildlife question of the week this week, we deal with chronic wasting disease. Hi, I'm Maria DeVivo, ungulate research scientist for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. We get a lot of questions at WDFW, including several lately about chronic wasting disease, known as CWD. 
With deer hunting seasons approaching, we will be using the question of the week segment throughout September to answer CWD questions. The first one, what is chronic wasting disease? Why are you so worried about it? And do we have it in Washington state? CWD is a disease of cervids, which in Washington are deer, elk, and moose. Unlike other diseases caused by viruses or bacteria, CWD is caused by an infectious protein called a prion that is transmitted directly from animal to animal or indirectly through the environment contaminated from infected animals that excrete prions in their saliva, urine, and feces. There is no cure or vaccine for CWD, and the disease is always fatal. CWD has not been detected in Washington, but has been found in either wild or captive cervids in 30 states and four Canadian provinces. WDFW is concerned about the spread of CWD because research has shown that if it becomes widespread, it can cause declines in deer and elk populations. During the 2021 general deer hunting season, WDFW initiated a CWD surveillance program that continues into this year's hunting seasons. We are asking your help to keep Washington survey population CWD free by knowing and following the state's regulations on proper transportation and disposal of harvested cervids never transporting whole carcasses into Washington from other places, and reporting if your harvested animal tested positive for CWD by another wildlife agency by calling your local WDFW office. Most animals with CWD appear normal until the end stages of the disease, when they may show signs of weight loss, incoordination, excessive salivation and urination, and loss of fear of people. Testing tissue samples located in the head and neck of the carcasses is the only way to determine if an animal really is infected. If you harvest a deer or elk in game management units 101 through 186, you can have your animal tested for CWD by appointment at a WDFW facility or at the Inland Norfolk Wildlife Council headquarters in North Spokane by visiting a hunter check station or mailing in your sample to WDFW. You can find instructions on how to properly sample and ship samples to WDFW on our website. Game check station and office locations are on the WDFW website at wdfw.wa.gov forward slash CWD. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. Please include an email address or phone number because you will win a prize for asking questions. There will be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. If your name is drawn, you will win a can of bear spray to take with you on your outdoor adventures. Tune in to the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Wildlife Question of the Week. Email questions you have on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to publicaffairs at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495 and we will answer one question every Wednesday. Well, after the fat stock sale at the Northeast Washington Fair, the market animals, they head to various places like the butcher to be processed. At Gallo Meats here in Colville, Kim Gallo holds carcass classes where the kids learn all about their animals post-fair. This week was the beef class. Well, we went to the beef class last year. So this year, we went to last week's hog class. Going to hear some of the carcass class this week and uh, yeah, 
some of this content uh, a little bit graphic. You want to go to the cooler or the kill floor? Kill floor. Kill floor first? Okay. Make sure around here. Absolutely give them a heart attack. Very well done. So how do we give them a heart attack? Don't this is an electric up. shocker. I can turn it up as high as I want. It's not plugged in right now. <laughs> we would take the prongs and we would place them right behind their ears. <laughs> would you be able to like, like scare a pig? Scare it? Yeah, is there a possible way that you can? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This side was designed for beef. The other side was designed for hogs. Now, we don't do enough hogs to run a full scalding tank every day. So when I was a kid, I got paid $25 to bust out the scalding tank. Which, in hindsight, I maybe should ask for more money. So we bring everything in through our beef chute. So the hogs walk up the chute here. They oink, oink, oink down here. But they don't always cooperate. So sometimes, he has to chop them backwards. When they're shocked, first shock to the head, 10 seconds, we're giving it a grand mal seizure. Pretty deadly. But they're not considered dead by the government standards. So we flip them over, we open it up, we flip them over, and we give them a heart attack. You were correct. 10 seconds on the heart. Then, because we want humane handling, we don't want to be mean to the hogs, we want to make sure that we've got it. So we give them another shock to the head. That gives us about 30 seconds per shock, and now they're completely stunned. The USTA says they're stunned now, they're not dead, even though we've given them two seizures and a heart attack. When they're dead is when we cut their throat. Then all the blood, the heart is still pumping at that time, all the blood drains out of them, but they don't feel it. So basically after the first shock, they don't feel it. It is a quiet death, they jerk up a little bit, and they stiffen, and then they relax. That's about it. It's quiet. But some of those hogs are so big that it's not safe for us to, to shock. So then we shoot. So there's a lot of squealing involved when you're loading hogs, when you're unloading hogs. There's not really a lot of squealing in here. It's pretty quiet in here during hogs. This place smells like guts right now because there's a whole bunch of guts. Okay, anybody who wants to see guts, go get it out of your system. I did it last year. This goes. And there is a ton of stuff in there right now. bigger plants, they kill 3,500 beef a day. So they use every single part of the animal. You guys are gross. So in big packing plants, hog packing plants, sometimes they kill up to 6,000 hogs a day. What they do is similar to what we do here. Now on the pack, the hog packers, but what they do in those plants is they take the entire floor, it's a tilt floor, so like 
you know on Indiana Jones when they're standing on that thing? Oh. It's like that. And it's a circle inside the square, like that. They spray it down with water, and then they electrocute the whole floor. So that's how they can kill so many hogs at a time. So how many pigs have you guys all killed over? Like, we usually over kill 800 pigs a year, sometimes more. All right, a little bit about uh, what what goes on with the pigs after they leave the fair. Um, it's an opportunity for the kids to really learn about uh, a little bit further than just raising the animal of what goes on with the animal after the fair. We're going to hear a little bit more uh, tomorrow about this year's hog carcass class and uh, kind of determine what makes a good pig and not such a good pig. Uh, Friday this last week, the town hall conversations with Kathy McMorris Rogers. She was taking uh, questions and comments from the crowd. So then you asked about, as chairman of Energy and Commerce, what that means is that we're the legislators that oversee energy, Department of Energy, FERC, the Federal Electric uh, Regulatory Commission that hasn't been reauthorized since 1984. The Federal Trade Commission that hasn't been reauthorized since 1998. We have CDC that's never been authorized. It's just a group of programs that became CDC. We have NIH. Its authorization just expired in 2020. And the reason I list those authorizations is because that's when Congress passes a law and says, this is what you should be doing. This is what the law is demanding you do. This is your mission. These are your criteria. And a report came out just yesterday. Congressional Budget Office issued this report. It was over 1,000. I think it was 1,118 programs, agencies within the federal government whose authorization has expired, but they're still getting funded. I mean, all this to say, it's like we have lost control. Congress and the elected representatives have to do our jobs. But it starts in the committees. It starts with every single committee. So as I anticipate being chairman of this committee, I'm already writing the letters. CDC is a great example. I just had a call with Dr. Walensky. She's done this review of her agency. And she says, yes, we, we did some things we shouldn't have done during COVID. And, and so therefore, you know, we're making some recommendations. And I, and I said, well, I will be too, because I am going to be introducing an authorization that makes clear what the mission is going to be, what your role is. And, but it's a battle right now because they have so much money. You know, when you're dealing with the EPA that just got three times the money, I mean, it's just this power struggle right now. But all this to say, all this to say, there's a lot of checks and balances in our, in our form of government. But we've got to get back to the rule of law. It's as fundamental as getting back to the rule of law, getting back to legislating. That's the rule of law is so fundamental in our form of government. Yeah. Checks and balances, but uh, kind of out of whack when they keep getting their money, even though they aren't authorized. You know Fogel Pump and Supply drills wells, but did you know they can improve the flow of your existing well? It's called hydrofracturing, and it opens new water-producing veins in your low-producing well so you get more water. 
Talk to the professionals at Fogel Pump and Supply about improving your water supply with hydrofracturing. Fogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. Man Mariner baseball, it is exciting this year. The drought may be over. Logan Gilbert tied his career high with nine strikeouts. Cal Raleigh homered the Mariners over the Chicago White Sox, three to nothing. Raleigh hit a two-run homer in the eighth inning, the Mariners winning for the eighth time in the last nine games. Seattle and Tampa Bay, they are one and a half games ahead of Toronto, and Toronto is three and a half games in front of Baltimore for the final American League wildcard spot. Raleigh has 23 homers. That's top among catchers. In fact, the Mariners' season record is 25 home runs for a catcher. Zanino with uh, that record. I'll tell you, Cal Raleigh has just been on fire with home runs lately. Chicago, well, they have dropped three games behind first place Cleveland in the American League Central. Mariners and the White Sox, they play today. It's a day game. The winner claims the three-game series. Also, the matchup today will be the sixth time these teams meet this season. Right now, the White Sox hold a 3-2 advantage in the season series. 12 noon, pregame. That'll be on 92.1 KCRK. Of course, we're getting ready for Monday night football when the Denver Broncos come to Seattle. Oh, it's going to be quite the game indeed. Uh, of course, the odds makers put Denver a heavy favorite, but uh, we'll see how the Seahawks do. A lot of new faces with the Seahawks. and Monday night, we'll have that on KCVL. Tomorrow night, it's volleyball on the radio. That'll be on KCVL, Colville Volleyball, also Colville High Football Friday night. That'll be on KCVL. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by ABC Heating and Electric, 411 West 2nd in Colville. If you're looking for a little comfort in your life, call the expert, your carrier dealer at ABC Heating and Electric. Call Deb for an appointment. Cal 684-2018. Increasing clouds with wind this afternoon. Still going to be hot. 88 here in the valley. 41 overnight. 78 sunshine on Thursday. 79 sunshine Friday. 83 Saturday, back up to 88 and sunshine Sunday, 85 Monday, 81 sunshine Tuesday. Again, we still have no precipitation in the forecast. Carrier dealers, they are the authorities at getting peak performance from your heating and cooling system. See them at ABC Heating and Electric, 411 West 2nd. The barometer at 30.12 and steady. Midweek Wednesday. Everybody back in school. 
Drive carefully, by the way. Be on the lookout. You know, not only the school bus stops and that, but kids running around if you're in town and that. So let's be careful. Oh, it looks like a whole nother week of nice, warm, dry weather. Eric Carpenter here. This is KCVL, KCRK.